Hi, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Megan. And we're two good friends. No, we're two best friends from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to talk to you all about our love of musical theater. Throughout our shows, we will be discussing some of our favorite shows in depth. We'll be talking about the facts of the show, casting choices, the songs, and whatever else we want. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about musical theater. This is a, a take two episode because... Because <laughs> I can't do things very well. <laughs> and apparently if you let your laptop die, it corrupts files. Okay, but my laptop is a circa 2012 MacBook. That's just crazy to me. With Look at this. It The charger has... Um, she duct taped electrician uh, electric tape not, yeah, yeah, yeah. electric tape yeah, yeah. well because the charger from Apple is like 80 bucks uh-huh. I'm not paying 80 bucks to get a new charger not worth it I understand it's just... but yeah I let my MacBook die in the middle of the night and then I went back to edit and finished the back half of this episode and <sighs> Molly's I audio voice- file was, <laughs> was just Molly's audio file that was corrupt <laughs> It's fine. It's just rude. I guess the file just didn't want me to talk on the episode, but you know, stuff like that happens. So here we are on a beautiful Saturday night. Um, no, yeah, it is Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh no, I laid in bed all day. I did lay in bed all day, but it was well deserved. So today's musical, before we even mention it. It is like a Catholic school staple. I'm talking you listened to it, you've watched it, either the movie version or stage version. You you sang about it in church. You, you've you've sang the songs <laughs> in church. You possibly have been in it. Um it was a first written in the 70s. So, like, that's cool. It's still a, a beloved musical today. It's right up there with JCS. Yeah, but it's not. Not, it's not. <laughs> it's Stephen Schwartz's Jesus Christ Superstar. Not, I mean, <laughs> is it, though? It's not. He's got much. He has better words. It's, it's a little bit more avant-garde, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yeah. 100, 100%. That's, yes. Um... I really hope I remember some of the topics that we talked about because I know like after we recorded this the first time I went down and I was like, mom, I just have to tell you all this stuff. Um, anyways, so Godspell, uh, the music and lyrics were written by Stephen Schwartz and the book was John, by John Michael to black. Um, so originally Godspell was John Michael to black's thesis project for his masters from Carnegie Mellon. And it was a play with original music. I could never find real detail on that because they said that the songs had words. So if I, I, I get, I get that it's a play with music, but if it's music that is being sung, that's musical to me. I don't know. I'll have to look into that, do, do some research. But so that show just consisted of songs written by the cast members that they put into the show had it all together. They ran, did their little gig project for Carnegie Mellon so that he could get his master's, which is pretty yes. cool. And then once it picked up 
the views of producers, they called in Mr. Stephen Schwartz and said, hey, buddy, let's make this just a little better, okay? And Stephen Schwartz worked that magic, and he rescored basically the entire show. An article that I read said that By My Side was the only song from the original production that Stephen kept for the entire show. And I just think that's so cool. And I really love the harmonies in By My Side. Great song. I would want to see, like, the original. I know. I want to see see so much of this. I want to see the original staged version. from From the original, like thesis project and then I would like mm-hmm. to see like the original off Broadway once everything was changed. Right, because it's it's gone through a series of transformations from going from a like capstone piece to off Broadway to eventually going to Broadway and even the revivals varied from yes, revival to revival. And I would love to see based on pictures that I saw from the um Toronto cast I think they keep, like, all the themes and everything the same as it was currently happening all over the world and other places and on Broadway. It would be very interesting. And just to know if Stephen Schwartz, like, totally changed things or if he, like, took bits and pieces from different songs or whatever, I I just don't even know. I want that original script so I can see it. Um, but so anyway, it opened off Broadway at the Cherry Lane Theater on May seventeenth, nineteen seventy one, and ran for two thousand one hundred and twenty four performances before closing on June thirteenth of nineteen seventy six. The only reason they closed off Broadway was to move to Broadway. Um, so they opened at the Broadhurst Theater on June twenty second, nineteen seventy six. I have a random number right there that I don't know what it means. What's currently at the Broadhurst? Jagged Little Pill? Is it? I think so. I always forget what the name of that theater is called. Let me go back to my Tony Awards. Yeah, it's Jagged Little Pill. It's Jagged? Yeah. Before that, it was one step at a time, one hope then another. (laughs) I really just, I've discovered throughout the pandemic, and like I kind of knew beforehand, I like not mocking, but I like mimicking performers' voices all the time. Yeah. And I really like doing Christy Altamere's. Literally, if you just get like... for her. (laughs) I feel like if you get really good at that and then just add like Celine Dion to it, you can make some money. Oh, what is that? Because everyone has a Celine Dion impression. I have a better share one. Yeah. Like, I have a share. I don't have but a those two aren't that far off, though. Because like, when you listen to them. They all believe in the to love. The sun can sing is half spare. You just have to have, like, a higher nasal R, and it's Celine Dion. That's very you true. We are wherever you are. And that was not good. I that was that was, was good for you. It was good for me, but not a Celine. It's not a Celine. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so once it was at the Broadhurst, it then transferred to the Plymouth, which is now okay. the Schoenfeld Theater, and then it transferred to the Ambassador Theater, um, and it only ran on Broadway for five hundred and twenty-seven performances. 
Woof. But so during the time that it was off Broadway, it had to gain so much popularity. Mm-hmm. And I just don't even understand how in the 70s it could it could cultivate the fan base for it to grow as large as it did when we literally did not have like YouTube or SoundCloud or Instagram or any social media in the 70s, like literally word of mouth and like printed yep. press. But while I mean, we would, um, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like the same thing with my favorite music, one of my favorite musicals, Hair. Oh, yeah. It's like so, not the same stories, but it garnered a lot of stuff off Broadway and then it made it to Broadway. Yeah. That's not uncommon back in the day, but yeah, it's, it's weird to think about a time without it. social media. Yeah, because we t- mentioned this the last time, but it just, to me, like, Be More Chill got to Broadway because fans fought for it to get to Broadway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have, I personally should not have been on Broadway. Um, <laughs> terrible book, awesome songs. Um, but, like, while it was off Broadway... It opened up a Melbourne, Australia cast, a London, mm-hmm. England cast, a Washington, D.C. cast, a Toronto, Canada um, cast. Um, oh, I wrote this note so long ago, and I wrote S.A. I believe it's South Africa, but it might be South America cast, and I don't know, so I'm sorry. Um, and those were all before it got to Broadway. And during that time, it, the film happened in 1973, and it included mm-hmm. members from the different show locations. Um, Victor Garber was from the um, Canadian cast. Lynn Thiepen, Think, Thing Penn was from the DC cast. Then David Heskell, Robin Lamont, Gilmer McCormick, Joanne Jonas, and Jeffrey Milet were all from the original cast. And they were also, so they were original off Broadway, but they were also the original. Students at Carnegie Mellon. So cool. Started from the bottom, now they're there. So it's sort of in the same vein. Are we going to talk about the two people who met in Godspell (laughs) and were now a part of a fairly popular show? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, 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 I was going to mention that when we got to the cast. Oh, okay. I was like, can we segue into that? Because I saw. Oh yeah, that's that. a perfect. I mean, we didn't have. A, do you have anything else to say in like the intro? Or, no. Okay, perfect, perfect segue. Let's keep rolling. So, um, normally I go in depth with each character and who plays them for our shows, but I've decided I do not like that format. So I, I'm gonna probably just change it up with every show, or just like speak to the parts that really like stick out to me. Um, but so what I was doing my research. Um, and I found info on who the Toronto cast was. We had um, Eugene Le- Levy, Levi, Eugene Levi, Levy, Levy. Levy. It's a Y, so I think it's Levy. Okay. <laughs> hold, on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I was like, yes, but like you also. <laughs> You also can pronounce it. I'm like an I, I know, but I think it's Levy. Hold on, let me text Lynn. Because I'm thinking like, I don't know. It just can can be different. It can be different. And I am telling you, I'm not going 
You're the best thing. So, while we're getting expert advice from the English grad, <laughs> who else was in that cast that is relevant? Okay, Eugene. you can just like cut that all out. Um, the Toronto no, cast. Okay, whatever. Toronto cast was Eugene. Um, Levi. Um, <laughs> and we now know him as Johnny Rose. From well, I I know him from okay. a bunch of other things, but he's popular right now because of being Johnny Rose in Schitt's Creek. Then Andrea Martin who was in she's been in a bunch of stuff excuse me <clears throat> um i knew her most from uh my big fat greek wedding and my big fat greek wedding too then you had gilda radner who was part of the original cast members for snl and then martin short was also in this cast um martin short sang the we beseech thee song um, Andrea Martin sang Day by Day, and Gilda Radner sang Learn Your Lessons Well. I could never find out what Eugene sang, but when Victor Garber went to New York to film, Eugene got bumped up to playing the Jesus. He was a Jesus replacement. And a funny story in an article I read, mm-hmm. um, when this casting was happening, he made it to like the final round for, to play Jesus. And he was told he wasn't cast as Jesus because. Okay. This is so this, bad. It's so bad. So bad. And like, I. So Jesus was a Jew. We all know that. Yep. He just created Catholicism. Catholicism was created for him. Okay. But he was a Jew. Eugene was told that he looked too Jewish to play Jesus. Also, what what does, does that, that mean? That even exactly rude. I do not like that. Um, he also was told that he was too hairy and would scare the children that come to the show, <laughs> which really just cracks me up. Uh, Anyone listening, just while you're listening, go look up pictures of him from this show and you will be like, oh, yeah, man. Like, that's a lot of hair on your head. And he also has, like, very hairy arms and everything. Like, just think about his eyebrows. His luscious. (laughs) Hairy eyebrows. But I love them. He, his family, they got some good genes. Yeah. Um, But so, um. The people from this cast made up this little tour group uh, of improv tour groups. I believe it's called Second City. And, like, Eugene, Martin, and Gilda Radner were on it. Who else was in Second City? We getting there, girl. Okay. When when Gilda left for – I'm not just having deja vu because I literally did this already. (laughs) <laughs> you're like, no, I already talked to you. You're like, wait a minute. I yeah, did. I did. But lost. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but so when Gilda left to do SNL, her replacement, drum roll please, Catherine O'Hare was her replacement. So- Moira. Moira. Ew, David. Johnny. David. Iconic. <laughs> And, like, I knew she was Canadian, but I didn't know that she and Eugene have a very long past. Catherine is. She's Canadian-American, dude. I know. 
Oh, okay. I thought you said she wasn't. I was like, uh. No, I didn't know that she was. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was born in Toronto. I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now. I love her. She's an icon. She was in oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. She was. She wears I'm a lot very of wig. surprised. Love it. You sort of like that movie. I've never actually seen the whole movie. I just love the musical. Yeah, I know. I thought you watched the whole movie. No, so I always tried, but like I had rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So like when it would be on t- like I didn't own it, I could never find it free on any of the streaming apps. Mm-hmm. Um, but so every time it was on TV, I had a rehearsal, so I can never watch the whole thing. And I refuse to watch it not at Halloween time because like it typically is a Halloween movie. Yeah. So I just I have yet to see the whole thing. Which will also go into all my favorite musicals as much as that I hate that there were movies before they were musicals. Fits into that trope. But it's not <laughs> like the movie and the musical are two different things, dude. I know. Like they they changed it to make it work on stage, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. But I, don't, I just don't like when you change things if we know the source. Okay. We don't need to get into that or I'll, get, I'll start getting heated. Um, then while I was looking at other casts, I looked at the 2000s cast, mm-hmm. which was Shoshana Bean singing Bless the Lord, Chad Kimball singing Be Beseech Thee, which I love him, and then Leslie Kritzer, which is funny because I just talked about Beetlejuice, <laughs> and she sang Learn Your Lessons Well. Um, and then okay. I did not know that Corbin Blue took over for Hunter Parrish in the revival cast from 2011. I had no idea. We love Corbin Blue. We stan... High School Musical. Fun fact, I've never seen High School Musical. And we are no longer friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. The podcast is over. It's, We've talked about this before. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's just... I'm familiar with it, but I've never sat down to watch it. Well, do you got Disney Plus? Now's your time. No, but I want to watch Smash, which I haven't seen before either. That's what I should have watched today. No, but today I watched... A Netflix movie, and then I watched Love on the Spectrum, and I just can't wait to see my students on Thursday. They all deserve love. Everyone deserves love, dude. I hear you. Are we are we ready to move on to dream casting? Yeah. All right. So Marvin and I did this two different ways. She just like picked her people and ran with it. Yeah, because that's. That's sort of like the concept of the characters is like they have the names of the actors. Yes, but I do it based on song because that's what they'll sing. (laughs) So my Jesus is Jordan Fisher. He is so talented. He wears nail polish and I love it. He has a nose ring. I love it. I just, he wears a lot of rings. I love it. I love him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my Judas and John the Baptist would be Ryan McCartan because he's a good bad boy. Um, then my day by day singer is Miss Casey Levi. We all know I love her. I think I've cast. Casey Levy, though. <laughs> It should be Levi. I want it to be Levi. No, it's not Levi. Okay. You're editing that all out. (laughs) I'm 
<laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, my day by day here is Casey Levy. Levy, she said Levy. I know. <laughs> I literally—that's a word. I, a word I can't say. Why? Because Levi, you want Levi like the blue jeans? Yeah. But that ends in an I. So? Levy. Whatever. <laughs> I hate English. I want Casey in it. Um, <clears throat> My Learn Your Lessons is Eva Nobuzab. Learn Your Lessons singer would be Eva Nobuzada. Bless the Lord would be Miss Haley Kilgore or Lindsay Mendez because I would keep her, love her. Um, all good gifts would be Colton Ryan, but I now know that this can't happen because he just got cast in Dear Evan Hansen, so he's a little busy. Um, my Light of the World singer, um, I would like to keep George Salazar, but if I can't, I will take Alex Brightman. Um, okay. My Turn Back Old Man would be Lily Cooper or myself. Um, we beseech thee, Andy Mintus. Smash. Okay. And my by, by my side is Jasmine Sifis Jones. Because I just love her soulful voice. It's just that, that range. She's, she's seen the altos, alto line so well, but then she can like wail up to the sky. I just love it. But I like how the range is like usually it's deeper than a lot of what other like other people's not other people's ranges are, but her voice is really, really well on the low notes. Mm-hmm. I know you are a man of honor. Oh, beautiful. I'm so sorry okay. to bother you and at Peggy. home. Well I that while we're on that, I love and Hamilton like the person playing Peggy and Mariah, you are showing their acting off so well, even though they're out there for a limited time, because mm-hmm. they got to be so young and innocent. Daddy said to be home by sundown, like in that whole song. But then right. when they become become Mariah, oof, spikes up. They they hot. They a mistress. <laughs> They've matured a lot. Also, two different people, but yeah, yes. But it's show- like because more people. I mean, in most shows, Red you don't play two characters, do a lot. huh? Red lipstick will do a lot. Yeah, and that hair down, all the hair down. down. Yeah. yeah. All right, and give us your cast. All right, so we only overlapped once. Yes. So we have Ali Stroker. Amber Gray, Catherine Gallagher, Isaac Cole Powell, Jelani Aladdin, Ava Noblezada, E. Clayton Cornelius, Aisha Jackson, Jake Epstein, and Paul Alexander Nolan. It's a good cast. A wide variety of people. Sure is. It's beautiful. I... I'd also be down if we had like a female Jesus. Because you can do yeah. that with this part. You can do oh, that with this music. I would 100% do a female Jesus at some point. You can do Godspell. So many different casting choices. You can do so many, like, over overall, um, like, production style. You can literally set them in any kind of setting. 
under any circumstances. And I think that's why the Catholic school staple. Oh, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. I just saw a spider and I had to kill it before I can't sleep in my room tonight. (laughs) Before you have to burn down the house. Yeah. Um... There was a side note. There was a big grasshopper inside the gym yesterday at work. Would have freaked me out. It was just on like the window pane mm-hmm. to the door, so I just like held open the door and let it go out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was someone, a family was there, and they had a little little cute five year old kid who always hangs out at the front desk because he's been there since the beginning of time. Aww. Yeah, so he, Atticus was just like, yeah, like, can I touch him? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Let him be. So I, I feel. Okay. Okay. So, yes, I feel like we both have very well-rounded, talented um, casts. We could totally do a female version. I don't know whoever would be my female Jesus. I would really have to, like, really listen to some people's voices and be like, would you be able to sing Beautiful City and make it really good? I don't know. Patty Lapone, like. <laughs> pass. Like, that's a pass for me, too. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we ever would do an all-female, not a female-led Godspell or even an all-female cast, the Jesus and the Judas would be like big name people. You know it. Because they'd be worried that they wouldn't get the ticket sales of this male powered world. So they'd put a big name there to hope that it would bring more people. Yeah, in. but I don't want my Jesus to be 40 years old. Me either. I am also not a producer or a caster. Yeah. So I have no say. But there'd be some, there could be some really good ones. Anyway, that's, oh, that's okay. that is. <laughs> okay, so we can move on to the songs then. Sweet. Um, let's just go ahead and we can do our favorites and then we can go in to talk about songs individually so you may talk about songs individually last time i think we, we just did, the we did like a brush over because like i don't know this is a show like i just feel like i know these songs so well from like hearing mm-hmm. them in church and for all the years of my life listening to it yeah that like this is not this is in my top 10 but this isn't like a wicked to me where I want to talk about every song. Right. Or I, or I have deep thoughts on songs or question right. stuff. It's well, kind of like, hi, here's yeah. this Bible verse <laughs> that became a song. Here we go. You know? Yeah. So go ahead. Hit me with that top five. Alrighty. Oh. Uh... So I'm going five to one. Let's see, I could tell you your your list. I have it written down. <laughs> yeah, but it changes. 
<laughs> I know. Okay, so number one is all good gifts because that was my parents' offering of their wedding. I think that's the official term. Offering of the gifts. Yes, yeah, that's the word. Offering of the gifts was all good gifts. So that's my number one. Number two. I've not been to church probably since I graduated high school. But I like that song. I like all of these songs. So all good gifts. Um, after that, did I say day by day? Or all um, day by day is not on your list. Really? Um, so one, you have all good gifts. Two is, oh, bless the, bless Lord, the Lord, my soul. That stuff, yeah. Um, your, th- and then, your three was prepare. Prepare ye and then save the people. Mm-hmm. And then, was it we beseech thee? No, it was all for the best. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My top. That makes sense. I, I mean, some of these songs are interchangeable, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I have a Broadway playlist on Spotify. And those, I think, are the five that are on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my top five will go uh, five to one. My mm-hmm. five is All for the Best. I don't. I don't remember saying this song to you that it was your fourth. What did I say your fourth was? Uh, I don't know. I have that your fourth is Save the People. Did we say that? No, but my fourth is Save the People. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... My brain is just so confused because we're rehabbing a conversation. We're rehabbing conversations we had like two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh. It was a solid two weeks ago. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, so my top five. Uh, all for the best. Mm-hmm. Turn back, oh man. Um, oh, bless the Lord. Then beautiful city. Okay. And then my number one is light of the world. Okay. Um. And let's be perfectly candid. We like bless the Lord for Lindsay Mendez. Yes. <laughs> I want Lindsay Mendez to belt sing and riff song every wedding. song. Like she's invited she's invited to my wedding to sing that song. I'll just bring back the 2011 cast to my wedding and here we go. Um, Trampolines and all. Yes. Because they were in Circle in the Square. Uh-huh. They were in Circle in the Square. Uh, trampolines, you know, just jumping up and down. Served wine on stage during intermission, I believe. Seems right. Yeah. Lit. Um, so, um, Beautiful City was written for the movie, and then they liked it so much that they put it in all the other shows. Not all the, they, they added it to the show. Um, most staged versions in, like, the movie... Mm-hmm. Take out the prologue Tower of Babel. Babel song, which understandable. I'm not a huge fan. It's I, a I just okay song. It, to me, it, I wouldn't want to start my show. Like I get it. it. Yeah. yeah. But like 
especially the movie version of this sh- this show is like is was my first version and mm-hmm. the only version I've seen. So like I feel like you need to start your show with Prepare. I don't know how you would start like I don't know how you start this show without doing that. That's how that's my, my opinion. I think that was my grade school's eighth grade play, my sixth or seventh year. And they started with Prepare You. They didn't do Tower of Babel. Yeah. Tower of Babel is just like to me it's it's sounds weird. It's not my cup of tea for a song. Well it, it doesn't like prepare you prepares you for the whole entire show. <laughs> it's it's nice like it, it fits with the show. Tower of Babel is just like a weird piece that like sort of fits but doesn't which is why yeah. people I could, could do that to include it. Yeah. Um it's a good like company and ensemble song but yeah, I agree. Other than that, you don't need it. So my top song, my opening number is Prepare. I always loved that. Um, Save the People, great song. I love when, this would probably be my number six if I did that because I love the acapella in the middle when it's like they sing and then there's like that drum beat. Just love it. I feel like our high school sang that at prayer services. Did we? Um, I feel like that's like we probably have sang a ver- sang a version. Yeah, because like "Light of the World," my the church I went to growing up did that one a lot. Mm-hmm. We um, did a lot of all good gifts. Yeah, but otherwise, at my grade school for weekly masses. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Oh, sorry. Um, I just really, I enjoy, I love the All for the Best number. It's just a really fun number to me. It's a, it's a song that really makes me want to have the chance to play Jesus or Judas someday so that I can sing it. I also would like to choreograph that number and make it a tap number, and that would be so much fun. Ooh. Especially when they, they sing together, and then I'd have two overlapping tap dances. I think everyone's mind would be like, what's going on? But that's just what I want to do. Um, I like I'm here for it. I like Light of the World. It's one of my favorite church songs. The way George yep. Salzar sings it. Ooh, beautiful. Um, I love Turn Back Old Man because it's a little sassy. A little sassy stuff. <laughs> and I love it's a good true. sassy number. Uh, beautiful city. Literally, the way that Hunter Parrish sings it, it's good. It's beautiful. I like. I want when I, if I go to heaven, I really that needs to be my song. Yeah, that's what I want playing. And like, I I love putting <laughs> that's that walk up song for heaven. That's my walk up song for heaven. <laughs> um, but like, I love listening to that song. Uh huh. On like. A cold rainy day. I don't know why it's. I have like seasonal albums and like seasonal songs, and that's just, Boy, that's that's that a song too. for a rainy day, and it just makes you just feel warm and we can build. 
a beautiful city. That's beautiful. And Hunter's voice, mm, so, so good. Love it so much. Um, I also didn't realize that there were, because I, I just said this, I've never seen this on stage. I've only seen the movie version, but I didn't know that there was a Learn Your Lessons Well or a Day-by-Day Day reprise. That was, like, shocking news to me. And the finale as a child, the movie finale, scared me. Yeah. I don't know what it's like on a real stage, but that movie version got me. It's got me. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. But just crazy. Just really happy. Well, until I meant to say this before. Excuse me. Um, Beautiful City, when it was in the movie, they put it between By My Side and We Beseech Thee. But then the revival puts it between We Beseech Thee and the Day by Day Reprise. Interesting. Maybe that's what my arrow says. I have two arrows and only two... And only two notes next to that. And I think I just said that correctly because I believe my song list is like, I put the prologue at the beginning and then it's the movie. Right. Song list. But yeah. Is that... I know... Not that I know because I would be able to give you this example. But I feel like there's another musical that had a revival that switched around placement of a song. There is. But I can't think about it. It's going to bug me. Because it's a musical. And I was like, yeah, they moved it. One thing that oh, really bugged go, go ahead. I, th- I think I, I... This is the movie of Les Mis versus the stage version of Les Mis. What song? Where I, I Dreamed a Dream. I feel like Do you're you right. Cause I, I... Yeah, because it, it, I Dreamed a Dream in the stage version comes after at the end of the day I think when she gets thrown out of her job but in the movie it's after she like sells her hair her hair her teeth and everything and her body to and then after that is when she sings I dream a dream huh I like the movie place I dream a a dream after lovely ladies movie okay now we're gonna go. Now we're gonna go to the soundtrack of the show. Let me know if I'm spot on. Correct. You're correct because yes. this has I, this has I dreamed a dream. This is a weird playlist. I'm at the wrong thing. Um, yes. So, in the staged version, I Dreamed a Dream is before Lovely Ladies. Movie version is after. Yes. And it looks like that's pretty consistent across the board for all the staged versions. I believe when it was in Cincinnati this year, it was after. It was. I'm I'm looking up all the cast. We we mainly spent the time trying to figure out. Who cast it? The lead. 
And that, um, another musical, I mean, they keep the same, but it's like, it's where we get into the whole movie musical, like taking a, a musical and making it a movie and vice versa. Because like, I re- no, I might have mentioned this in our Rent episode, I don't remember, but I, rem- every time I see Rent live, I get so confused in the beginning because I'm hearing songs that are not in the movie soundtrack. Yeah. And like the play, the, the staged version has all the phone calls with the parents, has the Christmas bells are ringing, like those mm-hmm. between songs, but then the movie just like doesn't. It's just weird. It's so weird. Dang movies. What? And remember when I saw Rent with you, I was like, wait a minute, why are there so many more songs in this? Yeah. Well, and like. And it's weirder too, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's just. I mean, that, that's how I think movie musicals should be done because, like, you get different experiences out of both, but not enough has changed that makes you question if you saw two different pieces. Yes, I completely agree. If if the change is for the better, mm-hmm. yes. But like when we were talking to when we were just talking about Dear Evan Hansen, like if he's having two different if he's a, the dad and then the stepdad, I feel like that adds in so many different levels that I feel like need to get expressed in the movie. Was the dad casted? No, they haven't announced that yet, but the other casting what keeps is- coming out days at a time. But so, but still, right. like, even if he has a stepdad, we're going to need the story about why his real dad's not there. I don't know. I feel like I love Dear Evan Hansen, but I feel like they're trying... I they're They're trying too hard to make it better, but it's already good. Or, like, cover more surfaces... Right. Then they need to. I don't know. Whatever. But. I mean, yeah. I think different people relate to Dear Evan Hansen differently, so, like, it's all a mixed bag. Oh, well, definitely, but I just, like. What people really want is just. I just want the staged version. Like what they did for Hamilton, which. Was perfect. Perfect. Crowd so, pleaser. Can you imagine trying to do a movie musical of Hamilton that wasn't staged and how much money that would cost? Well, I also think that if they made a movie version of Hamilton, it would be trash. You can't, yeah. Because there were already some things with this film staged version that I was like, I hate this angle because I can't see all the dancers doing this. Like, I want full stage. <laughs> Um, but so I feel like if they made Hamilton into a movie, it, it wouldn't do it justice. And I feel like Lynn realized that. I hope Lynn realized that. Part of the fantastic nature of Hamilton was also the choreography Mm -hmm. by Andy Blankenbuehler. So if you, if you cut that out, because you're not going to be able to touch what he made. 
when you convert it into a movie musical that isn't just a stage version, you lose a good portion of the storytelling. And like I, I also think with if they made that into a movie, it you don't need the dance break in Yorktown that would become the battle. Right. I don't want to watch that. Nope. I'm here for the musical. <laughs> Not- <laughs> <laughs> we about this, like we want stage versions of musicals that's just high quality bootlegs or it's just I don't even need high quality. With no, we just need a tripod and like uh an iPhone eleven. No, I mean close enough, but like a semi decent camera, just wide lens. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. I wanna see the back of the stage to the front of the stage. I would like to see the top of the pit if it's an exposed front house um, pit. I want to see the curtains on the side of the wings. (laughs) Like I want to feel like I'm sitting in the theater. Yes. Don't like there's time and a place for camera angles, but I can't give me a good reason for musicals to have them. Yes, hundred percent. Because, like, when you watch Newsies, too, I'm like, great, like, some of the camera angles are good, but I also want to see what everyone else is doing on this big dance number. I just mm-hmm. don't want to see the main dancers. I want to yeah. see what everyone's doing in the back. I love the background stuff. I love it. Yep. So, anything else you'd like to say about Godspell? Uh, revive it. <laughs> I'll take another revival. Return. It'll be to end the ten year anniversary of the two thousand eleven. So, hi guys! Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow on our Instagram at Molly and Megan MTP and our Twitter at Molly Megan MT Pod. Thanks. <laughs>